Nobody has a right to booze unless he earns the money. It ought to be a law. You don't work, you don't drink. And your kids, the white kids, money don't mean nothing to them. Motorcycles, marijuana, fight out of records. They got no respect for the president of the United States. 42% of all liberals are queer. That's a fact. The Wallace people took a poll. Aerial View with Chris Live. End Times Talk Radio. Friday! 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Call 760-422-5528. The Pound. NYC.com. You have a podcast? Cool. Oh, yeah, I invented the... Throw them on the same goddamn Screw America way.
song I never heard of. You don't like my stories? You don't have to listen to my program. Listen to the radio. Find out what's going on. Listen to the talk shows and you will find out what's going on. Oh, Radio? Yes, talk radio. It's so boring, man. Okay. The card has committed suicide. I have an idea now. First name, mister. Middle name, period. Last name, T. I just hope this man realizes that being able to communicate with people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. Come on, Show the man your power, baby. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! <laughs> Showtime! I want you to smile. Won't be kiss for this one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Very interesting. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Nice to see you. Have a nice day. Because you're bastard people. Threaten me again! I'm a bunch of pussies wearing Here we are once more, friends. We meet on this great battlefield over here. No, that's not true. We meet uh, via the hound NYC.com. It's me, Chris T, with yet another aerial view. So glad to be back here with you. Friday nights, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 3 p.m. on the coast, the other coast, where we'll be going soon to talk to our friend uh, Lori S. once more. She was here, uh, what was it, four months ago. Is it really that long ago? Tonight we're going to uh, dissect the January 6th Stop the Steel Rally playlist. I opened a Spotify account just for this? What? Yes, I did. The number here is 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. If you want to get in the program before uh, we reach out to Los Angeles and to Lori, who I have known now, uh, it's got to go back to 1986. A long time. Always enjoyable catching up with old friends. I'm going to do so tonight. And uh, because she knows the rock and roll, I thought she'd be a good person to speak to about this. But uh, first, let's go uh, do an upside-down update and take a look at what's in the news. And as I open up the New York Times digitally, the first thing I see is a multitude of stories about the stock market. And GameStop. What's going on with GameStop? Now, as far as I know, what's going on with GameStop is, uh, for me, it it ends up just impacting my retirement. Because now that the markets are being roiled, I love that word, 
Why are you roiling the markets? Hey, would you please stop roiling the markets? So let me count the stories. Here's one about how stocks drop in markets' worst week since late October. Uh, here's another one. The Misfits shaking Wall Street. Hmm. The Roaring Kitty Rally. How a Reddit user roiled the markets. Reddit user named Roaring Kitty. Says here his $53,000 investment briefly hit $48 million in value. And another one. Everything's a joke until it's not. And then yet another one here about uh, Elon Musk, GameStop, and the CEO CEO as internet troll. Because apparently he got involved in this somehow. I'm not sure I fully understand just what the hell's going on, but I'm going to try to stock explain it. By the way, the houndnyc.com every Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You could hear Hound Howls with the one and only Hound and uh, Crashing a Party with Mark and Miriam at 5 p.m. Eastern. Do a chop shop of the year. The show, after it's uh, broadcast live, it becomes a podcast available at Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud, all that crap. But uh, what I like about this show is it's a live program first. Give me some of that live radio. Podcasts, eh. They were even ridiculing podcasts last night on uh, on the Connors. Probably Wednesday night. We watch it a day later so we could skip the commercials. But Darlene's boyfriend now is uh, starting a podcast. That's how you know it's ludicrous. This whole idea of starting a podcast. I think it's going to end up I'll wait and see where it goes, but I'm going to say I, I think it's not going to work out for him. But who knows? Maybe his podcast will be the one podcast out of the approximately 2 million podcasts that now exists that gets enough listeners to actually earn some advertising dollars. Who knows? That's what everybody wants. It's almost like the stock market. It's like a casino. So uh, GameStop was a, uh, it's a retailer that uh, sells and rents games video games and their stock was about $18 a share and it was being shorted by these hedge funds and what that meant is that these hedge funds were betting that the stock price would go lower and so they would uh, essentially borrow stock I'm still not sure how you borrow stock but they would borrow stock uh, from somebody hey can you lend me some stock you mind and uh, then when when the price of the stock went down, they could buy more stock. They can give the person back their stock and they can make money on the stock somehow. And these Reddit users decided to monkey with this whole equation by going and buying a whole bunch of GameStop stock themselves. It's not just GameStop. It's AMC. And there's a few others in there as well. Now, this is messing up these hedge funds. This one guy took a bath to the tune of approximately $3 billion, had to be bailed out by some other hedge fund that essentially merged with him. And now the SEC is getting involved, and now this app called Robinhood has 
clamp down on trading on these stocks and a few other outlets that allowed people to trade for little or no money, be their own brokers, essentially, are also doing the same. And now in Congress, the Democrats are saying, hey, how come it's all right when these rich assholes do it, manipulate the market? But it's not all right when these suckers do it, these day traders, so on and so forth. So there's going to be, of course, investigations and hearings and all kind of crap. But uh, it's a very interesting story, as Nancy Pelosi said several times the other day. This is interesting. It's very interesting. This is interesting, interesting, interesting. I I just know that I'm looking at uh, my retirement income, and it's it's going downward again after being on the rise for a little while. Now it's going downward. And believe me, I know it may sound pretentious to say, "Hey, my 401k." I never expected I would have one of those. It's really kind of an accident that I do, and I just did it because everybody else was doing it. Peer pressure got to me. And I'm glad I did because, hell, we all want to retire someday. Or do we just want to work until we drop? I don't know. The number here again, 760-422-5528-760. I call AV. Maybe you know a little bit more about GameStop than I do. I just know that uh, it is spreading outward. Because of what's being referred to as meme stocks trading. Meme stocks trading. And uh, just to put a nice bow on this, it says here, Robinhood is balancing financial stress against customer anger. And the SEC is watching. Chevron lost $5.5 billion in 2020 as the pandemic took a toll on oil and gas. And so uh, I'm not even going to look at my 401k. I think I'll give it another month. And then maybe I'll go in and take a look. I don't like the roller coaster ride. I had my cousin the other day uh, down in Virginia saying to me, get out of the market. There's going to be a reset. He's told me this before. The last time he said, get out of the market, it went up incredibly. And I still think that once the pandemic is bested, Once we're on the other side of this thing, there's going to be so much pent-up demand, pent-up money, that it's going to be like the Roaring Twenties. And you know what came after that, don't you? All right. It's time to uh, reach out to Lori on the best coast out there in L.A. So let's do that right now. Just ringing. I think you're there. You there? Well, here we are again. Once again, and it's only been how long? Four months? Did, four did, months. It's, it's hard to believe it's been four months Time since is we spoke. Irrelevant, my friend. It really is during this year pandemic, isn't it? Yeah, during the pandemic, time has absolutely been irrelevant. I only know it's Friday because it's time for aerial view. Otherwise, I'd have no idea. That's how you gauge your week? Yes. Oh. Exactly. Thank you for so, saying that. Even if it's not and, true, I appreciate and, that. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Makes me feel like I'm not just uh, wasting my life. I appreciate yeah. that. 
Okay, you owe me five bucks. Uh, can I send it to you in coins? Put it in yeah. an envelope, mail Bit it? Bitcoin, that'll work. Bitcoin! Yeah, what's that? Oh, man. I know that uh, I had a chance to buy that stuff many, many years ago. I'm one of those suckers that were like, yeah. I still don't know if it's real, you know, money or not. I guess, maybe, who knows? I don't know. What about the market? What about GameStop? Are you watching any of that GameStop I, action? I never, ever understood the stock market, and now I understand it less. So, um, I... The only reason I know about GameStop is because um, many years ago I brought my nephew a gift card for his bar mitzvah. <laughs> and other than that, no clue. And then it just, it was like, oh wow, like GameStop, that's like the thing for the kids right now. And then it just seemed to disappear and I just figured it just went the way of Blockbuster Video. They love to give it to the man, that's why. You gotta give it, give it to the man. You gotta give it to that man. They're giving it to the man. That's what they're doing. I I love that, but I really I think it's really wrong that um that what what is the the, the company that stopped the whole thing was uh Robinhood uh, called Robinhood, which is like thoroughly the opposite they're called robin hood isn't the idea you're supposed to take from the rich and give to the poor yeah yeah that's the idea this is more like you know stopping the poor from taking from the rich (laughs) it's not just the GameStop thing the meme stocks as they're calling them it's uh nervousness about the vaccine rollout and the effectiveness of the vaccines that's the other thing that's causing what they call market jitters, given the market jitters. I also think it's probably still the fact that uh, we had an armed insurrection in this country uh, not that long ago, uh, 23 days ago. And um, the fallout from that and the report from Homeland Security about domestic terrorism, I'm sure there's a lot. I mean, it's making me nervous. It's got to be making the market nervous. Uh, is it making you nervous, Lorias? Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I mean, there's like, there's been since then. There has been, uh, not far from me, Proud Boy rallies, QAnon rallies. I mean, they are energized, and um, they're not, they're not backing down. Uh, yeah, that that brings us to the main topic of the program today. I won't back down. One of the many songs that. Uh, Donald J. Trump has used at his rallies throughout the years, but the last time I was talking to Lori, and she was supposed to be here last week, and then for various reasons we rescheduled. But um, the January 6th rally, it's interesting, the Stop the Steal rally that kicked off uh, just south of the Capitol um, on that morning on January 6th contained a lot of music that may have clues in it to the direction that the whole thing went. There's some theory that the DJ was trolling the audience and trolling the soon, uh, well, the ex-president. He was, at that point, um, 14 days out of no longer being the president, but he had lost. So, uh, the failed president, let's put it that way. Uh, but we, we want to take a look, a closer look, if you will, at the songs on that playlist and other playlists throughout the Trump rally years. By the way, the Trump rallies... What do you think? They're not over, right? He's still going to do them? 
He'll still do them um, as long as he can make money doing them. Yes, he will. I mean, I think that it's going to become a thing where if he's going to be doing rallies that they're going to be having to pay to get into them. I mean, maybe not a lot, but I think it's going to be like, you know, they're going to have the price of admission. It's not going to be a freebie anymore. I, th- I mean, he. Yeah, I, go ahead. I, I could see that model. I could also see the merchandise model. Like, you know, you let them in for free, but then you sell them $20 MAGA hats and all this other crap. And you control right. it all, and you make sure there's no unauthorized vendors selling that stuff outside. You make sure it's all coming from you. And it's all made right. in China. So you have big, it's big margin, margins. Yes. Yeah, I think that could be a model. Um, it, it, there's many ways that this can go, but I, I, it's interesting... When one of these things rolls into a town, you know, like when he did the one in Tulsa and he's gone all over and done these rallies. I always wonder if they're traveling with the sound guy or if they're picking up a local. If they're picking right. up do somebody. They pick up a local DJ or do they have just like one guy who they just tell like this is what we want to play? I th- suspect that they're not flying a PA system and a DJ around. So it's a local provider of that gear that they contract with and it's stiff probably on the bill. Uh, and that person is handed a list of here's the stuff that you're going to play. Here's the song. Maybe they're sent even uh, a thumb drive with MP3s on it. And then that person puts into a laptop, plays these songs, maybe augments because you got to pad the thing. You got to extend the running time. So goes into their own, batch of songs or fires up Spotify or something and starts playing other crap. Um, But Tom Petty's estate sent the president a cease and desist letter because he was playing I Won't Back Down at these rallies. And as Lori pointed out, uh, by the way, I've known Lori, as I said, probably since 1986. We go back to the early, early days at WFMU, uh, Lori DJ'd there, uh, ended up leaving New Jersey, ends up in Los Angeles, now has a uh, band going on. Uh, well, it, this is it, would you say this is a new venture, Honky Tonk Women? Yeah, okay. and I mean, it, it, so when I mean, I do a lot of tribute bands now because I'm really good at, at deciphering other people's music, and it's just like it, it's uh, it's fun to do things you're good at, but yeah, do it. Um, I I mean, I can't say that I'm like, I was a major Stones fan. I am now just because I really got to know their music, you know, this last year by playing it and digging into it. And like, wow, I had no idea that's what those lyrics meant. And, uh, you know, picking up on like all the all the the cool stuff that they do inside their music. It's it's a lot more complex than you would think. So um but yeah, I mean, now that like I've kind of gotten to know the meanings of it, and I see that okay, first of all, as far as the Rolling Stones are concerned, uh, they are also one of the bands that uh, sent to cease and desist. And it looks to me from the playlist you sent me that, I mean, not only was it it was mostly about you can't always get what you want which everybody was kind of perplexed why that was something that Trump wanted to play all the time, because it's about a girl copping dope in Chelsea. So what does that have to do with 
anything. I guess maybe he just really likes that song or something. I think but, I, th I think that these people are not deep thinkers, and it's no. just like when Born in the USA was getting ritually abused by all these candidates who uh, didn't really delve into the meaning of the song, the content of the lyrics, and didn't care and just knew that it said mm -hmm. Born in the USA. So uh, I, I think this is the thing that routinely happens. But even a song like You Can't Always Get What You Want, you would think... Is that really the message to be given to your uh, followers, your cult? You can't right. always get what you want, but sometimes you get what you need. Why is that the message you want to communicate to them? I don't get it. There's a lot about the MAGA world that I never will get, but apparently they love them some classic rock. There's, these playlists are very heavy on classic rock. Now, somebody has taken... The uh, take it to task, Cody Porter is that somebody of putting together on Spotify a playlist he has titled, I'm assuming Cody is a he, who knows? Some gender pronouns would really help here. Uh, <laughs> Cody saying, um, you know, like here is, if you want to replicate, <laughs> if you want to replicate a Trump rally in your home, I guess here it is. Four hours and 13 minutes, 55 songs. He describes it as the sounds of President Trump's 2020 rallies. Not quite accurate. If you were being accurate, you would include the sounds of uh, counter-protesters getting their, banes, their brains bashed in on the president's command. I don't see any of that here. So I, I just want to make one point. It's like, yeah, there's like a very classic rock element to their soundtrack. But, like, when I was looking at the footage of the, um, of the rioters in the Capitol, a lot of them looked like they could have been in Mastodon. I mean, it, and I, it's, that even gets me more, like, when I see these guys and it's just like, wow, like, did I ever meet that guy on tour or something? Like some of them like really kind of looked familiar. It, it, it was just like, it's, it's really odd to me that metal heads and punk rockers are huge Trump followers to the point where they would perform sedition and you know, it's interesting. actually storm the you, Capitol. You put me in mind of this guy that I used to work with uh, at uh, Sirius, later Sirius XM. But I shared an office with this guy who was on the Patriot Channel. One of the biggest blowhards I've ever had the unfortunate, uh, the unfortunate of being stuck in an office with. And his desk was right behind my desk. So we sat back to back. And I would go in there and I would try to concentrate. I would put on headphones. I would try to edit audio and really try to concentrate on preparation for the show that we were doing on the trucking channel. And he would just bloviate hour after hour. This horrible proto MAGA wasn't around yet. MAGA didn't arrive yet. This is 2006, 2007. And this guy, he was always holding court. He had this really loud, booming voice. And he would test out his show before he would go do his show. So he would say these really outrageous, provocative things. And initially, I thought, I'll engage with this guy. And I realized how quickly <laughs> my time was being frittered away trying to do point-counterpoint with this quote-unquote patriot. 
And he was a big Ramones fan. This guy would come to work in his Ramones t-shirt. And I remember thinking, well, isn't that odd? But then you find out that Johnny Ramone would be in the audience of uh, the uh, that show. What, what was that show he used to go see with Vincent Gallo? Uh, Morton Downey Jr. They would right. sit in the audience and they would watch Morton Downey Jr. together. And Johnny Ramone was a big right winger, right? The KKK took my baby away. I mean, that's Joey Ramone writing a song to Johnny Ramone. That song is Joey saying, Johnny stole my girlfriend, essentially. So, but he would go on and on, this douchebag, about uh, punk rock. And, you know, uh, it, it would disgust me. It would just disgust me because it was like, no, 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 that's not that's not what that music's about. That music's about rebelling and it's about it's it's about going against the the. the power structure it's a, it's about diy it's about all these things that you're getting so completely wrong and uh i would go to my boss and i would plead i would say look you got to get me out of this office i can't i can't can't do any work i can't get any work done he never shuts up he never like he was always in need of an audience this was a guy that always had to be performing and like i said he would dress rehearse his show before he would go on air, he would test out these things. And I would, finally, I, uh, they moved me. Finally, they, they, they stuck me in another office with these people from uh, the uh, OutQ channel. With these, with these very fun, very nice gay people. And finally, I was like, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, and then eventually, I got an office of my own, and that was cool. But it was like, and I guess this, guy, this guy's probably still on the air there. I have no doubt. But this music, like, uh, let's see if I can get Spotify to work. Let's see if uh, this will play anything. Now, that's pretty yeah, yeah. typical this crap. One, I mean, that Start Me Up makes makes sense, you know, right. especially, like, at the beginning. It, it, it's... Um, Obviously, uh, they mean something different. The connotation is very different. But yeah, what I is mean, uh, I what, guess, is, what like, did the Stones? If somebody mean? was really looking deep, they could say like "Start Me Up" is is like oh, that's like a call to action, and that's why they stormed the Capitol. No, oh, one thing I just want to point out. Uh, I don't know if your listeners know this, but um, I believe it was back in the eighties. Um, Donald Trump was kicked out of the Stones dressing room. Keith Richards pulled a knife on him to get, and then told the roadies, like, get him out of here. Or I'm going to kill him because they couldn't stand him. They never wanted him to use their music. They never supported him. They always thought he was a douchebag. So, I mean, Keith Richard pulling a knife on Donald Trump. That's punk rock. Yeah. Okay. Kudos punk? to Keith. Thank yes. you, Keith. Keith, Good you should have pulled it and you should have kept going. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> number two on this uh, four-hour and 13-minute playlist. I mean, if they played this January 6th, that's pretty much, you know, let's go kick some ass music, right? I mean, it's Saturday yeah, night's all right for fighting. Saturday yeah. night, it was a Saturday. Yes. Right? It was. A... And it's like, and it was the evening. And the first thing they suggest is, hey, 
Saturday night's all right for fighting. Elton John says it's cool, so go for it. Yeah, that, that this is kind of unambiguous, right? There's there's no need for interpretation there. It's a song about uh, going out and working off some energy by by beating somebody up is what that's about. So brawling, how, yeah, that's the brawling. Thank you, brawling. Yes. Did you see the uh, <laughs> the uh, Elton John biopic? Whatever the hell it's called, Rocket Man. I haven't seen that yeah. yet. I hear it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's entertaining. It'll get you through a couple of hours. Okay. Let's move on to the next one, which I'll admit freely, I'm not sure I'm familiar with this song. Let's see if Lori is. Let's try this okay. one. So what, what what's up with Devil's Sidewalk by uh, Neil Young? I'm a I think that that was a DJ troll because I mean it's not a hit. I know that Trump is a fan of Neil Young's, so he probably was like, yeah, so play some Neil Young songs. But um, I mean, like I just listening to like those first few lyrics, it was just like, you know. I mean, it was pretty much accusing him of of what he's been doing. It's like you know, fueling hatred. So um, that's a troll. I think the DJ okay, because we, we yeah, that's we were gonna. My, that's my guess. We were gonna try to identify the troll songs as we went down this playlist, and I'll, I'll right. point out again for accuracy's sake. But that said, but, but that yes. said, Neil Young actually uh, did. A cease and desist. In fact, every single artist so far that we have listened to, the Rolling Stones, Elton John, and Neil Young, and Tom and the Petty, next who one, I mentioned, yeah. have have uh, filed cease and desist orders for him to stop playing the music. And let me just tell, say one thing before we go on to the next, the next one is um, for all you people out there who might think like, oh, he's so cool, he's like a rock and roll president. He is not. The rock and roll president was Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. and he was the guy who did it right, and he was the guy who used music to unite people, not to instigate riots. No, it, Donald Trump is as far as you get from rock and roll. Please. Stomach-turning. Yeah. Stomach so turning. uncool, and anybody who's like, and I know so many people in bands especially who think he's just the greatest and he's so cool. He is so uncool. He is not cool. You know people now, in bands say, who think he's that, cool? Oh, Jesus. Yes, I know oh, lots Jesus. of musicians who, I mean, especially out here, like when you get into like the Valley and Orange County and stuff like that, they are huge, huge into it. And it's like, ladies and gentlemen, I live in California. So it's like when you think of California, it's like, oh, you're just a bunch of like, you know, little, 
flaming liberals out there. It's like, nope, you've never been to Orange County, have you? That's where uh, Ronald uh, Wilson Reagan sprang from. And we all know the damage that he wreaked upon this great nation. That he uh, kind of started it. I mean, let's let's just be clear that um, you know the racism that we're seeing and the rise of white supremacy that did not start with Trump. You know, he was just the hot house flower who um, who was able to bloom in this fetid environment. Yeah, there's been a they've been building this ramp to him for many, 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 many years, and he just came along and uh, and, and and pulled all the threads together, man. He pulled all the threads together, and was able to and and now there's a fight for the soul, if you could call it that. It doesn't really have one because even the quote unquote business wing of the GOP wants to ruin your life and take everything away from you and uh, make you uh, sweat and toil for the rest of your meager existence on this planet while they enrich their friends who will continue to, to funnel donations to them to keep them in power even though it's a tyranny of the minority and they're, uh, the things that they want to do are incredibly unpopular. Whenever they do these polls, they find the majority of Americans don't want what these morons are selling and so that's why they have to gerrymander and that's why they have to rig elections and that's why they have to do all the things that they are doing right now, but they're not quite as bad as this new creature represented most perfectly by uh, Miss Jewish Space Laser herself, Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Green, who is just certifiably insane and now has been put on the education committee for some goddamn reason because I guess they must love a good joke. I, I can't... What else could it possibly be? Let's move on to... I think well, well, I just want to say something about Marjorie Taylor Greene is that I think that th this she's not an outlier. She is she represents the Republican Party. They welcome her. The outliers now are Mitt Romney and Lisa Murkowski and all like the old school Republicans who are like, wait, this isn't what we signed up for. Well, that's what you are. That is what the Republican Party is right now. Yeah, it's it's finally it, it's it's almost like you were having a dinner guest over and he went to the bathroom, took a break, came out in a clan robe, and you were like, "What? Wait a minute! <laughs> I didn't know this. Wait, huh?" And he, you know, did, what did you have that stash behind the toilet, like Godfather? What the? Where did the? Uh, huh? It's kind of like one of those. All right, here's a song that I used to love. I still kind of love it. You got yeah, your. Uh, This is the free version of All Right Now, not the bad company version, for those of you keeping score at home. Uh, you have a preference, by the way? Yeah, definitely free. Free, all right. Definitely the, the free version. This one that we're listening to right now, uh, great freaking bass line. Either one has, like, that amazing do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, it's Every bass player should try and play that bass line. Um, it's got it that just, Gibson humbucker yeah, I mean, I, into I a Marshall like sound, a happy, too. A happy, like, like hitting on her song, you know, of like, you know, having a naughty night. I mean, that's what this song is about, right? Yeah, that's what it's about. It uh, came out in 1970. Home, it went uh, all the way up to number two on the UK charts. It was a number one hit in over 20 territories. What did it do in the US? Uh, went to number four on the uh, Billboard Hot 100 singles. So it was 
quite a successful uh, record composition for, uh, and I've, I actually interviewed uh, a member of, of Free, Simon Kirk, some years back. Um, and uh, Paul Rogers is the singer on this, and uh, Lori's got to know who's playing guitar, right? Um, oh, man, I'm blanking right now. Am I putting okay. you on the spot? It's, You're putting it's, me it's on the Paul spot. Paul Kossoff. Paul Kossoff was the uh, guitarist on this uh, cut. We recorded later with Mick Ralphs and, and Bad Company, but I'll take this version. So, uh, yeah, this one's in there just because of why. Who the hell knows? This is the part I, yeah, I like this passage right there. The extended jam section of the song. Uh, yeah. And, and now we go to... I think it's like they also were very they wanted anthems like rock anthems in there so you've got like in this playlist a lot of and all right now is definitely a rock anthem you can sing along to the chorus you don't have to really know what it's about it's just like everybody knows the words to the chorus and everybody can just kind of sing along and that's the thing that's the magic about music is that it can bring people all kinds of people together but when you're only playing to one mindset it can also incite now so. do you want to guess what two uh, scandinavian companies took this song to number one in 1970 i hate to turn it into a Scan- that, that was your big hint yeah your big hint scandinavian countries it went to number one all right we don't have time all right it was sweden and denmark they took this song to number one let's see what brooks and dunn have on offer I know Lori's a big Brooks and Dunn fan. Oh, yeah. Sun coming up over New York City. If they get a diss New York City, I can't wait. School bus driver in a traffic jam. Oh, yeah, because New York sucks. Staring <laughs> at the faces in Oh, now what's going to happen? He's going to want to get to the country where it's better. The promised land. Yeah. The promised land. One kid dreams of fame and fortune. All right, this is pretty obvious. It's called Only in America. I just wish one of these uh, country morons would really be honest and write a song whose chorus goes something like, the city sucks, the country's great, fuck you. That would be the chorus. Because right. that's the well, subtext of all there, these songs. I guess there, there, there could be a whole like contingent of outlaw country artists who just like are just on. Just be honest, you know. Yeah, it's, like, it's not even the outlaw country folks because I I know them quite well and they have really evolved. You now have outlaw country artists who you know are, are quite liberal uh, in their right. outlook on life and trying to drag. Nashville into the 21st century. Um, it's 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 these sort of Brooks and Dunn types and the Lee Greenwood types that are the real big offenders. But uh, here is a number. This one confuses the living shit out of me, Lori. Why is this on here? I Do you know what this is yet? Yeah, it's this guy. She's a Rainbow. Yeah. I love this song. Love, love, love this song. I have loved it for many, many years. I do not understand why the heck it's being played at a Trump rally. Um, 
I mean, it, if if there was going to be an innuendo of she's a rainbow, which is like, I, I mean, I think that from what I can hear of the lyrics, it sounds like, you know, this chick is tripping on acid and having sex and she's, you know, and she has amazing orgasms and that she uh, she comes in colors. So that's kind of what I get from she's a rainbow. I could be completely wrong on that, but that was always kind of my take on it yeah um, i think it was a secret john paul jones fan app like you know i mean i would say that you know if you were going to use it as a metaphor kamala harris is a rainbow Ooh, you know and, interesting troll this might right? be our next troll song by the way so it um, might be a troll could it's be a, a troll. beautiful song and i love that song and i'm really sorry that um that trump used it at his rallies because uh, it co- completely ruins it for me now. <laughs> I don't know if you heard my secret theory, but a John Paul Jones fan, because John Paul Jones arranged the strings on this number. Very famously, he was uh, you know, session musician and did a lot of string arrangements. This is one of them. Uh, later went on to uh, fame and fortune and disgust. Uh, one of my favorite things ever said at the <laughs> Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions was when John Paul Jones, as they were inducting Led Zeppelin, stepped up to the mic and said, I guess my bandmates remembered my phone number. That's what he said at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions. Seemed like there was a little bit of bad blood there. But just saying, a song came out in 1967, November of 67. Did quite well for the Rolling Stones. Climbed up the charts. Uh, In the U.S., it went to only 25. But number two in the Netherlands. What the fuck's going on in the Netherlands is what I want to know. But just a real uh, atypical atypical Rolling Stones song with with a, a string arrangement and um, you know just something that they didn't usually do B-side of 2000 Light Years From Home if you're keeping score at home the and, whole uh, album their Satanic Majesty's Request is a complete departure from anything that the Stones ever did before or after but I love that album I it's my favorite Stones album is it? Uh, um, would you say it's the hand songs. of Brian Jones more than anything else? Who would you say? Who would you credit mostly with that album? If you had to, um, you know, the Stones have always just been really fashionable, and at that time, Sgt. Pepper was really taking off, and that's their answer to Sgt. Pepper. That's my thought, my yeah, theory. With the famous lenticular cover, when you find it, it's usually scratch the hell. So there you go. We mentioned this fella earlier, but here's the late Tom Petty. With I Won't Back Down, written about his corporate overlords at the record label, like just relentlessly was trying to fuck him. So as a song about being relentlessly fucked, maybe it does belong at a Trump rally. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, um, Trump publicans are the party of white grievance. So uh, they could just take that title and go like, yeah, man, we're not going to back down. We're not going to take it anymore. Yeah, poor Tom Petty. I mean, not only does he die of, uh, what, what did we find out it was eventually? Was it a drug overdose? Yeah. Oh, man. He was not a cliched guy, and that's kind of a cliched way to die if you're a rock and roll star. So it's, yeah. a, it's a bit tough to take. But uh, his estate, as we mentioned, another cease and desist letter sent to the... Uh, Trump organization. I used air quotes when I said organization. Lori S. is here with me. We're running down this... Uh, that's another Tom Petty reference. We're, this, we're running down this playlist of Donald J. Trump 
songs at his rallies. Most of these were played at the January 6th rally. I can't tell you which ones exactly, but this one I can tell you exactly. This one was played at the rally because somebody tweeted about it. And I'm putting Lori on the spot right now because I don't think she knows a thing about Linkin Park. Do you? I can't, I can't name one Linkin Park song. And I, um, so like, just, oh my, oh my God, how horrible. <laughs> that's it, why. It sounds like white rap first, music. I can tell you like within the first like three seconds of that song, I was like, no. I'd rather have metal spikes driven through my head than listen to this song. Uh, uh, okay. Not my not my thing, but I um I actually I have a friend who's like the lead singer of Linkin Park. She's friends with him because he he took a break from Linkin Park to sing for Stone Temple Pilots, and her husband uh, is the front of front of House Sandman. Sound man for Stone Temple Pilots, and so she really got to know the singer for Lincoln Park. She says he's kind of a douchebag, but that's uh, neither here nor there. What? No, uh, I'm so surprised. Wait a, a minute. What? <laughs> what? How could that be? Uh, the lyrics in the chorus. This has got to be a troll song. I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. I had to fail to lose it all, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. It's not about ass play with that title. In the end, I thought maybe it was. But uh, <laughs> we've, we've only got 10 minutes, so Lori and I are going to plow through the rest of this shit as quick as we can because I, I, I will, I'd be very happy to never hear God Bless the USA again by Lee Greenwood, so we'll skip right over that one. We mentioned earlier you can't always get what you want. Uh, I'm still standing. There's, there's a lot of Elton John on this playlist. Elton yeah, John's Donald Trump is a huge Elton John fan. But he's not. He's not still standing. Irony? Perhaps. <laughs> uh, what about Bright Lights Big City by Neil Young? Why is that in there? And is this the uh, song Bright Lights Big City that's a, like a standard? Yeah, it is, right. Yeah. Is this Neil Young in his rockabilly phase? I, yes. All right, quit abusing Neil Young. He's had, hasn't he had a rough couple of years? He lost his house in Malibu to that fire. Come on. Poor Neil Young. No, I mean, Neil Young is like, um, I just hope he'll remember that a Southern man don't need him around anyhow. You know, Neil Young. <laughs> you know what's funny is that like the bands that really do love him, like really, really, really love him and support him, um, like, the Nuge and like Kid Rock and uh, Meatloaf. He never plays their stuff. He doesn't like their stuff. He what does is not relate to people like uh, Leonard Skinner. They go to his rallies. I've seen pictures of uh, Johnny, Johnny and Donnie from 38 Special, like totally holding court at one of his rallies in Jacksonville. Which was just like horrifying to me, but not surprising. And he doesn't support them. If they ever came into a room and wanted to shake his hand, he probably wouldn't even know who they were or care or even want to touch them. Here's a tough question, and I hate to put you on the spot. Um, yeah. If Ronnie Van Zant was still around, what would he think of the rest of Skinner being maggots? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's hard to say because Ronnie Van Zant was all about money. Mm. Uh, you know, that was his thing was just like, I mean, not to put him down or anything because he certainly had like a hardened soul to influence a whole generation of Southern rockers. And I have ultimate respect for the man. Uh, Leonard Skinner did play some Carter rallies, so they weren't like, but that was a different time where um, Republicans didn't necessarily represent the South altogether. And then you had the, like the Dixiecrats coming in and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it was definitely a different time. But what I could say is that, I mean, I would, I always thought that anybody from the South would have just thought that Donald Trump was just this city slicker, a pencil pushing city slicker who uh, just uh, who who thinks he's better than everybody else and screw him, you know, especially be like he's a Yankee, you know. From New York, I know from I, it's still a, like one of the greatest magic tricks I've ever seen in terms of politics. Uh, all right, here's Free Fallen, Tom Petty. We mentioned Tom Petty earlier, but Free Fallen, what the hell does this have to do with anything? I don't know. Uh, one of my favorite Tom Petty songs, just the imagery is so precise and evocative in this song. And um, connect this to. To Donald Trump and and MAGA somehow, Lori. What do you what do you got? Anything? I mean, this song is is I I don't know it that well, but from what I gather, it's kind of like just about like you know failing and getting back up. All right, if you say so. All right, here we go. Let's spend the night together. Uh, that's more Rolling Stones in the air tonight from the Execrable. Phil Collins. I hate to say that you might be a fan. I never. No, uh, really... I am not. And like whenever I hear this song, it reminds me of oh, what's that movie? American. Uh, the the guy, the murderer guy. Uh, American Psycho. American Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Because he's a huge Phil Collins fan, and he was really into Huey Lewis and the news and all like the stuff that you we would like label. You know, back in the day, like these guys, anybody who likes this shit is a douchebag. Right. It's just an excuse for morons to play air drums. Let's face it. All right. Here's the one that I just still can't understand. A YMCA by the Village People, a gay anthem. This is about ass play. I was only kidding yes. earlier about the Lincoln Park song. This is about ass play. Why are they playing this at the Trump rally? Because, because why? I don't get it at all it does not make sense i mean if you ever had like a a group of people that were homophobic you know it's got to be the maga crowd and here they're playing this gay anthem i think it may have maybe they're just trying to take the rainbow back I think we're also old-fashioned. What I'm thinking is that, like, they're just like, screw them. They took our rainbow. They took our music. It's like, it wasn't your music, you know. And we're gonna take it back. Uh, We got about four minutes left. Let's because there's a lot more songs on this playlist. So many songs. Um, Which ones do you want to drill down on, really? Because here, here we got Tiny Dancer. Uh, We got Paradise City. 
by uh, Guns N' Roses. You got uh, Simply the Best, Tina Turner, Eye of the Tiger. I, it just amazes me how many of these people I interviewed. I, I look at this list and I go, oh, God. Um, Play With Fire. Ooh, Rolling Stones. There's some foreshadowing. Yeah, it's an old, yeah and it's right? an old, that's an old one. But, you know, it, I think that must have been a DJ troll. Had to be. Yeah, let's find the other DJ trolls if we can. Pinball Wizard, yeah. what that has to do with anything, I don't know. Thunderstruck by ACDC. Could that be a DJ troll? Hmm. My way from Snatra, Frank Snatra. Definitely uh, not a DJ troll. That's like all, you know, that's just, I mean, when you think about it, you've got like, you know, this guy who is just like, he thinks he's a god. (laughs) And it's just like, and everything he's going to do, it's going to be because... You know, he's a guy who's got, like, the best ideas and the best people, and he did it his way. And, All right. You know, I figured it's out, like the song of, like, success. I figured out Pinball Wizard, it's because they're deaf, dumb, and blind. That's got to be the reason. My way, you ain't seen nothing yet. Some Canadians showing up on here. I wonder how Randy Bachman and uh, Fred Turner feel about this. Someone get them on the phone. Uptown Girl, I can't listen to Billy Joel. I am right. genetically unable to. So fuck that guy. <laughs> Sorry, Billy. I'm in that uh, club. You got, the, you, you got the boss in there with Born to Run, and the boss sent the cease and desist letter. We know that. More Elton John, Rockin' Man, Sympathy for the Devil. The Beatles show up, finally. Yeah. Huh. And why Hey Jude? Yeah. I think because, at, and I think that this is also the same thing. There's, there's this anthemic quality to the end of it where they're all going la, la, and you can all sing along to that same with you can't always get what you want you've got all these people who are like you know you've got like kind of a chorus almost like a gospel thing yeah so he's almost like i feel like those kind of songs can really bring people in to a certain mindset and if you want somebody to join your cult <laughs> those would be good ones to play just the endings of the songs all right i think, think about them they're just they're anthemic everybody's like joining together they're all in this together and they're going to you know fight with anybody who disagrees with them there we go all right we got two minutes left i'm going to try to find the other troll songs in here I um I know uh, Happy uh, Farrell Williams said uh, cease and desist as well. We'll just try to find the other troll songs and the cease and desist songs. Guns and Roses said cease and desist. Uh, who else? Um, did Lionel Richie? I'm pretty sure Lionel Richie said stop yes, playing my music. R- Rihanna. Yeah, Rihanna. Don't stop the music. She she definitely. <laughs> The estate uh, of Prince. The estate Even of Prince. Aerosmith, who's got a few Republicans in the band. Right. Right. They they sent him a cease and des- desist. Adele also say- sent a cease and desist. Uh, R.E.M. Almost... definitely. R.E.M. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, I think that was a troll song. But this is the song, really, that they should have just played on a four-hour loop at this damn thing. And I think been so, too. Yes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the Wagner estate sent a letter that said, please keep playing our music. Play the entire ring cycle. Who cares? We're with you. We're with you. Uh, Lori, yes, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the program. Can you believe we're out of road? I'll have you back, and it'll be earlier than four months from now. Don't you worry about that. 
Uh, it's an honor and a privilege. Always great to talk to you, my brother. Always great to talk to you. That's Lori S. all the way out there in uh, Los Angeles. And don't forget, this program replays on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. becomes a, a podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. And the Hound How Live, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, followed by Crash in the Party.